Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, Dave. Hi, Eric. Hey, Dave. Do we curse on this podcast? Yes, Eric. Yes, we do. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls along with our journeys as collectors. Hi guys, Eric here. Welcome to the next episode of Adventures in Collecting. Uh, Today's episode's another special one. We have an interview. Uh, A few months ago, I was able to sit down with a friend of the pod and an incredible customizer, Ryan Popplestone. Um, You might know him as at WeaponXCustoms on Instagram. He does incredible work, and I'm so excited to share this interview with you guys. Uh, So without further ado, enjoy. Here's the interview. Welcome to the pod, Ryan. Thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, really awesome to be here, and I love your guys' show. I really enjoyed last uh, last interview with Heather. So, yeah, let's let's do this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I we were just chatting before we pressed record, and um, you know, I I absolutely love what you're what you're doing. Um, we'll Thanks, we'll man. get into the whole customizing thing and and how you started doing it and everything in a minute. But sure. for those that are familiar with the, the podcast, uh, one of the things that we like to talk about first and foremost is just kind of what we're, what we're picking up, what's, what's interesting us. So, so tell me a little bit about uh, what, you're, what you're buying. What are you, what are you collecting? Um, well, some of my recent pickups. Uh, I really love that new Power Rangers Lightning collection, so I've been trying to scoop up as much of the uh, original Mighty Morphin figures as I can. So I recently got that Pink Ranger. Um, Really, really excited about that Mandalorian show. So um, I actually just got my carbonized Black Series Mandalorian figure in the mail yesterday. And in terms of Marvel Legends, um, really, really excited about that Jean Grey three-pack that's coming out, as well as the Havoc and Polaris three-pack. Just being a 90s kid and growing up on the X-Men, those are those are must-gets for me. So really excited to finally get those in my hand. Yeah, that Love Triangle three-pack is is really awesome. Yeah, it's... That 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 Jean Grey is just a, a work of art. I I can't wait to get that. And I was so disappointed with the Rocket Raccoon Wave figure, and I just can't wait, man. It's, and the and the Wolverine is such an upgrade on the previous one from the Apocalypse Wave. So it's it's pretty cool. Very very cool. Um. So speaking of Marvel Legends, uh, that's pretty much what I'm seeing on your on your Instagram when you're posting the the things that you're working on, and um, you know, and the as far as the customizations go. So. Why? I mean, do you work in that format just out of a love for, you know, the format or is it more, you know, just kind of your wheelhouse being Marvel? I think it's uh, probably just with Marvel being my wheelhouse. I am not a really big DC guy. I'll watch the movies. I really like the animated series movies and that kind of stuff. But um, I don't have anywhere near the kind of in-depth knowledge of DC as what I do Marvel. So I just I, I love the Marvel Legends. They're affordable. They're a lot of fun to work with. and there's like I said, there's just so many different characters, so many different character designs. You could have one character with twenty different designs, and all of them look really great. So 
I, I think it just has to do with me loving Marvel as much as I do. So, so with, with the Marvel stuff, when you're, when you're working on a, a new character, especially one that maybe, you know, Hasbro has not even touched, you know, maybe it's been a while since, since the character has been, been, uh, approached, um, what goes into the design? Like how, how do you tackle it? Um, well, for me personally, I, I try not to, to do existing characters. So part of why I customize is to create characters that I don't have sitting on my shelf. So, um, I get people that'll ask me to do an existing character. And for me, it's just, there's nothing about that that, that inspires me, that excites me. I, I don't want to do a character that a Hasbro designer has already done. So I try to kind of gear myself towards designs and characters that have not been touched yet. So at the at the time of this recording, it's we're we're what we're uh, October 29th, so we're a couple days away from Halloween. I was just looking at your Instagram feed, and you it looks like you put the finishing touches on the uh, that Legion figure that yeah. you were working on. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about that figure because I like a I, looking at it, I cannot for the life of me figure out what you used as a base for it, <laughs> and b like it's just it's such a wild final product that you know I I just want to hear more about it. So that one is actually a commission for a good buddy of mine. And one of the things that I really enjoy about taking commissions is I try to make it an immersive experience for the customer in that I try to have them, it's, it kind of sounds cheap, but I almost try to have them design the custom for me. And then I try to make that come to life. Um, at the end of the day, I'm trying to make them happy. They're buying a product from me. So I want it to be exactly what they want. Um, so he he's the one that told me he wanted it to use the Cletus Cassidy heads. He wanted it to be on the multiple man body with the jacket. And outside of that, I got a lot of creative freedom to just kind of create what I wanted to create, like with the eyepiece, like with how the hair looked. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a really, really fun custom to make. It was actually a really simple design. The most complicated part was just figuring out that damn hair, which hair is always <laughs> not fun to sculpt. But I, I'm really happy with how it turned out. And so was he. So that's the important part. So, so speaking of the the sculpting process, I, I know you you um you post pictures along the way and kind of have these these progress things. Yeah. Um. Are you working primarily with like clay sculpting? Are you doing any three D printing, three D modeling, anything like that? I I don't have any access to three D printing personally, but I recently uh, partnered up with a guy named Destroy All Cosplay on Instagram, and he's actually going to be helping me out in terms of. Uh, pumping out unique head sculpts for me that would otherwise take me a really long time to sculpt. Like, I, I don't know if you saw the maker head sculpt that I've been advertising for the last couple of weeks. Um, I used to sculpt that one myself, and it would take me about a week. He was able to design that and print it in three hours, three or four hours. So it just it cuts down on the work time for me. If I can pay him and he's happy, then I'm happy, and it just it works out in the end. So um, really gotten into kind of relying on him for the 3D print technology, but I'll sculpt if I have to, if I have to do the hair or things like that, that would be really tough to print on a 3D printer. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I, I remember when, when 3D printers started to become kind of a little more accessible. So in some places, like, you can access a 3D printer at, like, a public library. Unfortunately, yeah. not anywhere near me, but <laughs> the first thing that I thought of when I saw that was just like, oh man, all of the toys that I have over the years, so outside of Marvel Legends, I'm a big three and three quarter scale star wars collector okay and you know i started buying those toys when you know i shouldn't say i started buying them they were given to me as gifts when i was a child you know and and i have since continued collecting them but a lot of those early ones i played with 
and yeah. you know the blasters the lightsabers the pieces of x-wings you know th- those things have you know they're they're lost to the annals of time yeah. and with a 3d printer you know rather than going aftermarket on ebay and or having to buy a whole new x-wing because i need one you know cannon from yeah. it you can 3d print and I, I i started thinking too you know in terms of customizers out there that rather than sculpting these heads out of resin or you know, whatever clay material you're using, the 3D printer's got to be a, a good friend. It's some of these guys can absolutely like they're they're just printing money. Um, you, you can print a head sculpt and they're charging forty to sixty bucks a piece. They're they're just printing money for themselves. And I don't know if you saw the, uh, I think it was a preview shot from London Comic Con this weekend or whatever it was, but NECA had a preview of Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And he was in that big mechanized suit. I don't know what it's called that he wears, but they had it all in 3D print form. So it was actually still sitting on the little pieces of uh, like the little pillars that 3D print stuff creates to uh, stabilize things. It was it was still sitting on that, and it was still in pieces as it was printed on their 3D printer. So some of these big time companies like NECA, that's how they're creating these things. And you're yeah. you're, start, you're starting to see it more and more in the community where you know uh, customizers are printing off elbows or swivel joints or feet or things beyond just head so they don't have to go and buy 20 of the same character just for one figure piece yep yeah and i mean that's that's huge and especially with the way that some of these these uh characters are packaged so like the danny moonstar that's out there right now the uh the walgreens one i know a lot of people want you know four of her you know Mm -hmm. so that way they can they can utilize all the extra heads and then you know now you're stuck with all these extra bodies but you know, in the aftermarket or, th- or you know, the, the, the customizer world, you know, maybe you don't need to do that. Maybe there's there is an alternative. And and that actually, you know, brings up kind of a, a point of contention. Right. So people who collect, I, I feel like there are there are two very different type of people that collect. They're the people that will get the thing that they want in any way that they can do it. So, you know, and, and I put myself in that category because I'm staring at my I think my Mark 80 uh, Iron Man with a custom head that I got on it because I could not find the Robert Downey Jr. head from that Marvel, um, you know, the the ten year anniversary of Iron Man Don't two pack. Care. And to be honest, that head wasn't really that great. You no, know, the the, the ones that are small. yeah, it was before they really started doing that that three D modeling and mm-hmm. you know the, I found a custom one out there. You know, yeah, I had to pay a little bit more than you know the cost of a figure for it. I think I ended up paying like like 35 bucks or something for it yeah. but it looks fantastic and it yep. looks you know sure it's not an official hasbro marvel legends product but looking at it on the shelf with the rest of them it, it looks great so you have that type of collector and then you have the other type of collector right the people that you know if it is not official product if it's not licensed i don't want it yeah and i have to imagine that that makes your position a little challenging sometimes. <laughs> Um, not necessarily because a lot of those guys, they don't really go out of their way to disparage the custom community. It's more or less, it exists. They scroll by the posts when they see them. But, um, I, I, I personally, I don't get a lot of flack from people that are sitting there going, Hey, you're tarnishing the customer. You're tarnishing the figures by making what you do. It's an abomination on my collection. I, I, I personally have never experienced that. So, um, I, I, I don't know. It's the, 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 what I deal with is those guys that, they want to live and die on that 1999 hill. It's I don't want to pay above retail whatsoever. Um, I won't get the figure until I get it for twenty dollars, and then all they do is 
they complain online that they can't find that big. It's it, collecting is interesting. It's not always the most fun, especially dealing with certain types of collectors. But um, this is something that dates back to our childhood. It's something we're passionate about, right? So you got to understand that at the end of the day. Yep. And you have additional challenges too, because you're you're based out of Canada, right? Yeah. So I mean the 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 standard retail price for a Marvel Legend in your region is more than it is in the United States. Yes, um, we pay about thirty U.S. dollars a figure, um, depending on, especially with the exclusives. I think exclusives are up to forty dollars Canadian now. Wow. Um, and the closest GameStop to me is about thirty or forty minute drive one way. So you factor in the gas, the time, and you know figures are costing about fifty dollars a piece at that point. Yikes. But with that being said, like we get certain exclusives that you guys don't get down there. So the Danny Moonstar, she popped up at the GameStops in Canada, which means. I can pre-order her, which means I don't have to go through the stress that you see all these Americans going through of, oh, I drove 100 miles today going to 11 Walgreens and I didn't find a single one. Uh, this is frustrating. I didn't have that problem. I pre-ordered a case, walked in, picked it up, came home. And you guys still have Toys R Us too, which is huge. <laughs> we do, yeah. And they, they're pretty inconsistent. They'll sometimes have some good stock, sometimes they won't. It all depends on kind of which area of the country you're in. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't shop a whole lot outside of my GameStop, my store takes really good care of me just because of the amount of money we spend there. But uh, I I have yet to miss a figure release. I have yet to miss an exclusive. They, like I said, they take care of me. That's awesome. That's a that's a good connection to have for sure. Yeah, they we're, we're we really get along with them, and we're not the kind of customers that when they don't have what we want, we're going to throw a temper tantrum. And we've seen it happen while we're in store. So just treat your retail people nice out there. It's it's not their fault if they don't have a figure. Don't yell at that guy making $10 an hour part-time. That is that is a solid solid point to make. <laughs> you, you catch more flies with honey. <laughs> I, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think if you're an active collector in in, you know, any time in the last 10, you know, 5 10 years, you've definitely experienced some sort of meltdown whether it's, you know, standing in line uh, you know, before your tar- your local Target store opens for you know the 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 random pop that's being released, and you walk in and Target's only like one per customer, and you know somebody yeah. has a meltdown. Having a meltdown is not going to get you an extra figure; it's just going to get you likely kicked out of the store. So, <laughs> well, exactly, it's uh, toxic collectors are are the worst for that. They they put a bad name on a lot of us, and like I said, just just be nice to the retail employees. They're eventually going to realize, hey, this guy's pretty nice to me. Um, I'm going to go that extra mile for him. I'm going to go and check in the back for him and actually check, not just stand there for 30 seconds on my phone or something. So just remember that that, uh, that retail employee isn't the one that's keeping you from getting your toy. It, it's not deliberate, malicious intent. So we talked, you know, en- enough about the toxic collectors. Let's let's leave them in the dust where they belong, right? Yeah. Um. The, the good guys, the guys that are, you know, that are like us, they're having a good time. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're reaching out to you for these commissions. Yeah. Uh, what's been, what's been your favorite commission so far that you've been asked to make? Oh gosh, that's a good, um, you know, probably the Legion just because it's the one that's sitting on my workbench and most of my commissions have been mailed off. Um, I really enjoyed, there was a Wolverine that I did in a, uh, in a red suit that was, a guy messaged me and he said, hey, I used to have this Wolverine toy when I was a kid. It came out in 1992. That toy is super sentimental to me. Could you uh, could you update it for me? I want it in Marvel Legends format. And stuff like that. Um, and then the messages that you get when they receive it in hand and you get to read the posts where they're absolutely gushing over it. Like that, that stuff is the best. 
and I love dealing with those kind of people. And I, I've been really lucky in that I've got even people that don't buy commissions from me. I get a lot of people that they'll message me for a commission and then that has turned into just making a really good friend and a lot of good conversation with them. I, I really enjoy conversing with, feels weird to say, but my fans, so to speak. Hey, no. And listen, you're talking to one right now because like, <laughs> you know, full full disclosure, you know, uh, I, I know this term is usually used in, in a, a much more uh, – salacious conversation but i totally slipped right into your dms um, <laughs> and was just like hey you know we're starting this podcast and i actually um i, I spoke to you before we had even begun recording episodes oh, wow. i was like I and i was like listen i i love what you're doing you know it's very clear that every single one of these is a labor of love and you know the way that you photograph them the you know the the quality that's going into them i mean some of them look like the hasbro test models so like at the at new york comic-con oh no thank you i mean you're welcome you're you're seriously it's it really is cool what you're doing and and when um at new york comic-con marvel had a, a live stream on youtube and uh they had a couple of the the hasbro guys there presenting some new marvel legends it's when they revealed the new fantastic four wave and stuff like that okay they pulled out a test print of like a test uh figure for uh it was an x-force member i can't remember the name uh sunspot okay and i'm i'm looking at it and i'm like weapon x's stuff look better like i'm just, <laughs> yeah, just kind of saying it underneath my breath but like <laughs> you know it's that, and i it makes me wonder if there is a channel or a route for somebody like you to you know, kind of get discovered, you know, but by Hasbro, you know, and is that something that you like, is that, is that like one of your goals? Is that something that you're looking to achieve by doing this? Or is it really just to kind of serve the customization community? Hey, if, if Hasbro's out there listening and you guys want to put food on my plate, then, you know, pay me to pay me to do this kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I appreciate you saying that my stuff looks just as good as the Hasbro product, if not better. Um, I mean, that's that's the style that I kind of tailor myself for. Every every customizer's got a different style. You've got these guys that want to be hyper realistic. Um, I want my stuff to look just like the Hasbro stuff on the shelf. So, thank you for that. Ah, uh, no problem, Hasbro. If you're listening, Ryan, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> look at his stuff. I, 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 know, I know that Hasbro sometimes has taken inspiration from the custom community. I can't think of any specific examples right now off the top of my head, but I, I know just in kind of speaking with other customizers that there have been times I know that Hasbro employees lurk the Facebook posts and the Facebook groups for Marvel Legends and stuff. So, Yep. I've also heard the subreddit, the, uh, the, like the subreddits in the Reddit community. Um, yeah. There are, there are um, corporate lurkers in there. So yeah, oh, absolutely. And you know, at the end of the day, um, there, there's there's some customizers that don't like that Hasbro can do that, but at the end of the day, if they don't do Legends, I don't have a canvas to work on. So, if they're going to take one of my ideas, I'll I'll consider it flattery and I'll move on. But uh, I know I know that they do take a lot of inspiration from within the custom community, and there have been a couple of times where they kind of outright said, "Yeah, we're we're taking that." <laughs> so speaking of of canvas, uh, you know their product is your canvas, yep, and. You know, if you can't get a canvas to work on, you can't make a custom. So what has been so far, you know, and I, I know you have you haven't been doing this too long. It's been less than a year. But in in that time, what's been the most difficult piece to get 
to finish a figure? Um, I have been really lucky in that I've never had a park hang up for any of the jobs that I've had to do. I, I kind of have a really big surplus of extra figures that I can draw upon. And usually, usually co uh, commissions will supply the figure just to kind of take away from the cost. Um, so yeah, that's that's not really a problem that I've had to deal with. I, I've never never been able to say I can't finish this custom just because I don't have this part. Usually, I can sculpt it or supplement it with another piece. Problem solving. Exactly. It's it's the Bob Ross stuff. It's a happy accident. <laughs> Yeah, instead of happy happy trees, it's like uh, happy hand sculpts. <laughs> exactly, you, you gotta you gotta improvise a little bit, and you gotta find a way to make it work. And usually, the stuff is pretty forgiving. You can usually tell the type of customizers that they have no problem going back and spending the four hours fixing something versus versus the customizers that say, ah, you know what, I'll pump it out anyway. So, what's been? Um, uh, is there a particular character or a particular? Um... Well, yeah, a particular character that you've been thinking about that, like, you'd love to make? Well, I, part of me wanting to do customs was, I don't know if you're familiar with the Uncanny X-Force Dark Angel saga? Not but, particularly, but... Okay, well, just to kind of give you a quick rundown. Um, essentially what it is, is they kill Kid Apocalypse, and because of that, because Archangel has the Apocalypse Ascension gene inside of him, he oh, starts yes, to kind of yes. go crazy, and... Mm -hmm. uh, they get Dark Beast, and he says, "Oh, you guys have killed Apocalypse. That's why this is happening to him. He's becoming the new Archangel or the the new Apocalypse." I, I absolutely loved that character design, and it was part of what inspired me to become a customizer. So, I've got that one sitting on my workbench. He's half finished. Um, I haven't finished him yet, but he's been my favorite one to work on, just because he's the one that excites me the most. That's that's awesome. I, I the name at first didn't didn't ring a bell, but as soon as you started recapping the story i i was i was recalling it yeah that that is a really cool design it's it looks so good if you haven't read or if you're listening and you haven't read it it's one of the best x-men stories that you're going to read i'm pretty biased i love it but um yeah i i'm i'm beyond excited to finish that archangel i just need to find someone that can help me with 3d printing those wings yeah that's going to be a challenge <laughs> just, just a bit yeah <laughs> Speaking speaking of X Men and the and the new X Men stories, I saw that you were also making uh, the new Professor X from the the House of X books. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, destroy all cosplay. As I told you earlier, he uh, that figure is actually how I got into connection with him because I saw he had made that head, he designed it, and he printed it. I messaged him and I said how much, and that was what kind of started us off on the uh, the path to becoming friends and now kind of working together on some some different projects that we got, but. He sent me that head. I, I did it up as quickly as I could because I, I'm just absolutely in love with the House of X series and that Professor X design. And I'm, I've been pretty happy, pretty happy with the reception I've gotten to it so far. Yeah, and it's I love to hear that stuff, too. I mean, uh, especially when you're when you you're living online and you're, you know, in, in and out of all of these various, you know, uh, forums for for toy collectors and everything. Yeah. It is so cool to hear that, like the customizing community isn't worried about like cannibalization like they're like you know that you found a guy that's willing to help you and it's just it's it's so cool to hear that stuff it, it's because we don't talk about it we're we're very secretive about it um <laughs> you, you, there there's there's probably about four or five um group message chats where it's just cust different customizers going oh i think this guy took my idea oh i think this guy did this i didn't get any credit for it so we we do it behind the scenes where people can't see it uh, okay well now the secret's out Exactly, I hope you don't get yeah. I hope you don't get kicked out of the club. Oh. You know what? 
it, it's not going to stop me from painting toys though <laughs> so speaking of of other things that are that are that are happening uh, i feel like i need to congratulate you you're a new dad i am thank you so much yeah and and thank how is how has that been for you um well i'm i'm about as useful as a rubber beak on a woodpecker uh <laughs> she wants mom for everything yeah yeah so i have i have a four-year-old i i remember you know it like it was yesterday and the, they they'll go through phases so you know she'll she'll have a mom phase but mm-hmm. trust me she'll eventually have a dad phase well it's it's not so much that it's a mom phase so much as it's just my my wife's body can do things that mine can't and those are things that yes. baby wants right now so it's not so much that she she prefers my wife it's more or less uh, get out of here so that i can get that that food that i want yeah yep accurate <laughs> But eventually but, I'll be able to give her peas and stuff like that. And she'll be able to spend time with dad on a more, more consistent basis. So I'm excited for that. But fatherhood has been awesome right now. Even those moments at 3 a.m. where you're sitting there huddled in a corner, holding her rocking back and forth going, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's uh, it's all been awesome. I, I love it. Yeah, that's, that's great. And and honestly, it's going to be, uh, I can only imagine, um, you know, as, as she grows up and, you know, you continue to work with toys and, you know, getting her involved in stuff. I mean, that was one of my favorite things about, uh, about, uh, you know, kind of playing with my daughter yeah. is, you know, she knows that like there's daddy's toys and then there's her toys, yeah. but, and we play with them differently. So like when she comes up and I'm, you know, resetting up, you know, one of my star Wars displays or my Marvel Legends display, she likes to look at all the extra pieces and, you know, she'll take like black Panther and she'll pop his head on and off and, you know, see what he's yeah, like okay, without yeah. the mask. So like there's it's just so cool to be experiencing with that that yeah. with you know with your kid and I I I really can't wait for you to get to that point. Like I know like you wanted to take your time and you don't want them to grow up too fast but they hit a point where you're like okay, you can stay like this forever now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that way we can play. My wife and I are both pretty nerdy. She uh she's all about Star Wars and she's got a big pop collection of uh, Disney Disney princesses. So we're both sitting there going, we hope she's a bit nerdy. We hope she's a bit nerdy. We hope she's either into Star Wars or Marvel or at least something. Give us something. You know, I, we, my wife and I had that conversation with, you know, with each other, with our daughter. And it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, she grew up in a house where everybody watched Star Trek and Doctor Who and, um, okay. you know, and we're big, like, literature nerds. So it rubbed right off on her. And, yeah. you know, my house my brother you know the the co-host of this podcast you know he's seven years older than i am so i grew up playing with all of his ninja turtles and masters of the universe and star wars and all that stuff so it's one of those things where if it's if it's around the likelihood is that it's gonna happen so i i I wouldn't i wouldn't be too concerned about that (laughs) yes so uh listen uh this has been really great. I was I'm so happy to to have had you on the podcast and um you know to to introduce you hopefully to a larger audience where you know you're beating away the commissions that are that are coming at you because I I really <laughs> love I like I said multiple times I I love the work that you do. You you're doing great stuff. Um yeah, is there you. anything in terms of in terms of uh the timing of this recording i'm not entirely sure when this episode is going to air it could air it's going to air sometime in the next couple months um is there anything that you want the audience to know anywhere that you know where can we find you first of all i guess that's a good good place to start and is there anything else that you'd like them to know 
Uh, well, you can find me Weapon X Customs on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit. I think I'm on Figure Realm as well. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, I'd suggest doing it on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, and I guess the biggest thing is just don't be afraid to reach out to me. I some of the best friends that I've made in this community are people that just message me saying how do how do I do this or how do I do that and uh, yeah just just don't don't be afraid to send a message because some people can be intimidated to message us sometimes for whatever reason. <laughs> Well, listen, Ryan, thank you again so much for, for taking time out of your day to, to come on the podcast and, and tell us about the world of customization. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. I apologize that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm half awake on your guys' show, just as, as, as I'm sure you can imagine, six-week-old six baby at home. It's, it's a different life. Listen, when I, when I had a six-week-old baby, I wouldn't have been able to record this podcast on either <laughs> side of the microphone. I would have been huddled in the corner crying as my colicky child was, you know, not sleeping so <laughs> I've, got a, I've got an awesome wife she said i'll take care of the baby while you're doing uh, while you're doing your show today well let me get let me let you get back to that uh that baby and back to your workbench awesome well thank you so much for having me on the show i uh, like i said I, I love listening to you guys and i'm excited to see what you guys come up with in the future thank you dear listener for hanging out with us today subscribe rate and review us wherever you listen and then tell your friends to do it Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both in our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.